0: Hello and welcome back. This is once again the deputy of MovieDeputy.com bringing you the movie recaps for the seven and yes you heard that right seven movies that I watched over this last week and we're gonna just kind of be going through them not necessarily by score but from the oldest to newest. We did watch some movies that came out a couple weeks ago along with some of the new ones trying to cover as many as possible since we had a little bit of a longer week with it being Thanksgiving. I sincerely hope that you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, whether it be with family, family, or friends. These seven movies truly cover the range of all sorts of interests. There are some ones that will definitely be classics for years to come and ones that are not nearly as memorable. Let's go ahead and jump right in with a movie that came out on November 5th. Called 13 Minutes. 13 Minutes is a movie that, by what we understood from the trailers, was going to be a movie about tornadoes. The 13 minutes that it is referring to is the 13 minutes of time that you have from the time that the tornado warning alerted to the time that it actually hit. Now, when a tornado warning actually goes off, you rarely if ever have 13 minutes before it hits. Now, 13 minutes is what the National Weather Service would like to have as a lead time, but usually if a tornado warning is issued is closer to 9 minutes because it's in close proximity and you need to find immediate shelter now. This story, I mean, it, there is a tornado in the movie, but it definitely is not the focus of the movie. The focus of the movie ends up being more about illegal immigration, political correctness. It touches on some woke stuff. It touches on things that would be towards the LGBTQ community. It's just kind of a mess of a story. One family is an American citizen that is engaged to an illegal alien. If you don't like that term too bad, like I said, I'm not going to be politically correct so you've got that couple there and then you've got another young girl who's in a relationship with a married man and she's considering getting an abortion this is just, it's about everything else but a tornado. And when the tornado finally does happen, everybody's scrambling to try to figure out what happened and where and who survivors are and if anybody's missing and trying to help kind of get through on that. And then it just leaves so many unanswered questions with things that actually happened with the tornado. The only credit this movie actually deserves is the fact that they used actual news footage from a tornado that had hit. I did not catching the credits of where that was located but it was nice that they actually used some storm footage in the story just kind of helped put those pieces together. Just the way it was done, like I said, this movie is supposed to be about a tornado and it does talk about one that is not the focus of the movie in any way, shape, or form. I did rate this movie just a 2.5 out of 10 on the movie deputy scale just because it went so many different directions and the fact that it was trying too hard to be something it was not. It was severely overacted and underdone on many different levels if this is one you've really been wanting to see i hope you at least take this into consideration our next movie is passing it actually came out on november 10th and it is about two young black girls that grew up in harlem and they just kind of grew up together were the best of friends as they got a little bit older irene who lovingly is referred to as renee in the movie had much lighter skin than claire did So when the opportunity presented itself, she decided to pass herself off as a white person in high society. Well, it worked. She ended up marrying, and she just kind of lived a life in high society. And one day, just in passing, they happened to run into one another. It turns out that Rini has really been longing for the life that she once had, where she could actually just be herself and be real again instead of trying to be someone different. This made her life difficult, considering her husband was very clearly and adamantly against anyone with a darker pigment than his own there is some very triggering language and some very triggering scenes in this that might be up much for some it really challenges the idea of could you pass as someone of a different race would you even want to we've seen that happen a bit in our modern day era with some people but The ending in this movie is drastically different than what would happen in real life. One of the lines in the movie is that Reedy actually says to Claire, I'm beginning to believe that no one is entirely happy, free, or safe. Makes you almost wonder if what we believe and what we think we know is an illusion. Now, I'm not talking like the whole living in an illusion type thing, but more in the sense that if we are not being our true selves, that that is an illusion. What really makes us happy and who can we truly be ourselves around? With Renee and Claire, they could truly be themselves around one another to the point that once they reconnected, it was actually threatening one of their marriages as the story played out both of their marriages. This movie does have an extremely tragic ending, which I'm not going to ruin, but it's, like I said, it's very triggering for some, but there is a deeper meaning to the story if you can see through all of, Everything else that's happening. I did give passing a 5.0 out of 10 on the deputy scale. It was done well, but there's just too many things that I don't know if they were attempting to be accurate to the timeline or anything like that, but there's too many things, especially if you are aware of history, that just don't fit. And i don't expect every movie to be spot on on things like that because that is why we'll never have a 10 on movie deputy because there's no such thing as a perfect movie in ones like this you could see where it was trying to go it just didn't quite make it our next movie is the disney short that plays before the movie and canto this short is titled far from the tree It is about some raccoons, a mother and her child. The child sees a seashell and wants to go after it. It's so beautiful. And in doing so, the young raccoon doesn't realize how dangerous it is to go out there because of the predator-prey situation. And the way the mother corrects that child may be a little triggering for some. They were doing what they thought was best to protect the child. As time goes on, the young child grows up and now has a little one of her own. Then her child sees a pretty seashell and also wants to go get it. And at first, the mother reacts the way that she had been reacted to, and then she stops. It wasn't just about the predator-prey thing. It's not just about the circle of life. To her, it was about breaking the cycle of abuse. That is a message way beyond anything that I could even try to explain. This is done completely without any dialogue whatsoever. And as important as that message is, it's sometimes taken too far, because there is a big difference between proper discipline and abuse, and this doesn't really outline that at all. But at the same time, the fact this even addresses breaking that cycle, like I said, it will be very triggering for some. So if you are sensitive to that, you might want to skip out of the first few minutes to miss that since it is playing before the movie in Canto. But if you're looking for something to inspire you to be the link that breaks that chain, this just might do it. I did give this a 7 out of 10 on the deputy scale just because it was so beautifully done and just the way it was put together and the way that the story was presented. It is presented in such a way that it literally speaks to everyone. Since we just talked about the short prior to the movie Encanto, the next logical movie is, of course, the movie Encanto. I am really excited to talk to you about this movie. It is so inspirational and so cute. The whole story is about the family Madrigal, their journey to find their new home. Along the way on this journey, their dear abuelo is lost, but their abuela is the the heart of this home and the heart of this family. And for those that aren't familiar, Abuelo, I believe, means grandfather and Abuela means grandmother. And her love for this family helped bring together the miracle of this candle. And this candle has a flame that could it could never go out. It, there's just something to this. The magic of this candle has built this entire home around them and this entire home is magical. And as time goes on, each child is blessed with their own gift. Now these gifts have something really special if you're paying attention. Every one of the Madrigal family that has received a gift, the gift ties to another Disney movie if you're paying attention. It doesn't do so in a way that will point itself out, but if you pay attention to the details, you will catch a lot of different references and Easter eggs in this one. Now, there is one member of the Madrigal family that has never gotten her gift. Mirabelle. Mirabelle feels really left out. The time came for her to receive her powers and nothing happened. Leaving her not only wondering how she fits in with the family, but also creating an awkwardness because the family was not sure how to react to her anymore everybody with their powers helps not only the people within their home but they help the entire community and mirabelle would do anything possible that she was able to it just never seemed to be enough and it seemed that she just just didn't fit one of the things that touches on in this movie is that sometimes the family weirdos get a bad rap and that's not true just here in this story but it's true in real life as well that if you don't necessarily fit into the cookie cutter that is life it kind of puts you in a situation where you just don't fit in at all sometimes as hard as it is it's for the best at least for the time being but something starts to happen as casa madrigal begins to suffer because th- there's something happening to the flame into the candle the house is it's, it feels like it's dying The story is presented in such a way that you're just drawn into the story as it's told. It is so beautifully done, but things end up kind of coming full circle. As it's a Disney movie, you know it's going to have a happy ending. But how they come around to that happy ending may be a surprise. I did go ahead and give Encanto a 6.5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. It is so beautifully done, but at the same time it touches on some ideas that may not be for all audiences, I would definitely recommend this. I wouldn't necessarily say for all ages, but for most. This story has a powerful message that you are more than just your gift. And that doesn't apply just to the magical gifts that the movie is referring to because we are all gifted in different ways and we just have to choose how we're going to use those gifts. There is something special here. I think this will truly be a classic for many years to come. Also, if you were a fan of the movie Coco, you will definitely be a fan of this. And don't forget, if you'd like to hear your ad in this space here, just reach out to us directly at moviedeputy.com or at moviedeputy at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. A Castle for Christmas is a Netflix movie that really tries to pull on some heartstrings. I'm not sure that it ends up succeeding on basically any level that it's attempting it. After we talk about it here, you can kind of decide that for yourself. Sophie Brown is an author and her character is Emma Gale. Sophie has an entire meltdown on the Drew Barrymore show regarding how she decided to end one of her books. To kind of lie low from the media attention and kind of everything, she decides to trace her family roots down back to the Dun Dunbar Castle. It's where her family worked. The person living there is now the Duke of Dunbar. Well, she wants to try to go find pieces of her past and just try to reconnect with all that. And what she finds surprises her. You see, Sophie does not believe in love at first sight, but she absolutely fell in love with Dun Dunbar, the castle, as soon as she set eyes on it. It truly felt like home. Now, that in itself sounds like it's going to be a great story, but there are so many things that hurt this, including the fact that it really... It's only one small part of it, but it hits hard where it does. They make it a point to say that this ancient castle is 70% powered by wind and solar. And I'm like, why does a romance Christmas story need something like that? Well, guess what? It doesn't. And it really tries to connect with the joys of Christmas. One is a character very famous for the saying of, as you wish. Many people will get that movie reference. If you don't, all you have to do is look at a poster for this movie, then that will connect the dots. Sophie really struggles because she really wants this castle, and she signed an impossible contract with him, with this duke, to buy this castle. What was required of her was almost impossible. Because he thought she would just give up and go home. But it turns out her love for the castle develops into something more. Now, will she luck out and become the Duchess of Dunbar? Or is this movie going to flop like her last book? I guess you'll just kind of have to wait and see. I'm not going to spoil how that ends. I did give A Castle for Christmas a 5.5 out of 10 on the deputy scale. Story-wise, I probably would have been a bit higher, but the fact that they were trying overly hard to be woke and green in this, in this day and age. And then there were just so many flaws in the movie itself. There was one in particular that in kind of the beginning of where everybody was getting ready for Christmas, the castle's electricity could barely handle powering one Christmas tree. As the movie goes on, you see the entire castle completely decked out with lights and everything. And you're just kind of going, if you're paying attention to the details, that is. Which, of course, I do. This movie is available on Netflix. If you are a fan of stories like this, then this might be for you. But if you're trying to avoid all this wokeness and kind of all of that stuff, this would just be one more to just scroll on past. I know I said I wasn't going based on score, and as you've seen by my scores, I'm not, but I am gonna go ahead and save the best for last, so hang with me, we've only got two more to go. Our next movie is Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. There seems to be a raccoon theme going on on this episode. <laughs> As somebody who is just casually familiar with the Resident Evil story, this one it kind of explains a little bit the origin of the zombies and creatures with the weird eyeballs, I'm not sure what they're called. So it does explain that. It, it, It explains the origin of T-Virus and G-Virus. Claire comes back to Raccoon City looking for Chris. What she ends up getting caught in is an all-out escape. Everything that they can try to do to try to escape with their lives. They grew up in the local orphanage and they were kind of taken in a little bit by Dr. Birkin. Now, Dr. Birkin tried to come off as this loving, caring guy. But in reality, he was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in one. He was creating these monsters. monsters just kind of everything that comes along with it but because of what has transpired raccoon city is soon to be a ghost town because raccoon city is being destroyed it's going to be up to anyone who survives to keep things going from there being any type of action movie you know that there's going to be some survivors but who actually survives this if you're familiar with the resident evil story you're going to already know the answer to that question If you are really a stickler for details with Resident Evil stories, this one is a total cringe factor on that. And if you're just casually familiar, it might be watchable, but only when it comes on TV or digital or something like that, to where it doesn't actually cost money to see it. Because this is... There's a line in the movie that says, Would you rather be swallowed whole by a snake or eaten alive by a great white shark? And... I kind of thought of it in this reference. Okay, would you rather be swallowed whole by a snake, eaten alive by a shark, or watch this movie? And honestly, out of those three, I'm not sure which I'd pick. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of lets you know where I'm at. I did go ahead and give Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City a 3.5 on the deputy scale. There were parts of it that were watchable and interesting to see how they were going to play out. But there were other parts that, like I said, were absolutely a total cringe factor. If you are not into the gory, sci-fi, video game-ish type movies, this one is definitely not going to be for you. Even if you're a fan of the Resident Evil series, this one might not be for you. It, Dr. Birkin may have been a butcher, but they butchered this horribly. If you do happen to go see this, there is a bonus scene in the credits that you'll definitely want to check out as it's probably the highlight of the entire movie and it will leave you laughing. It all depends on if you can actually make it that far. Like I said, I'm saving the best for last. If you've ever been a fan of of the movie, A Christmas Story, then this one is going to warm your heart. 8-Bit Christmas appears to be all about the Nintendo Entertainment System. But in reality, it's about so much more. The Nintendo Entertainment System was the Red Rider BB gun of the day. <laughs> There she was in all of her gray plastic glory, a maze of rubber wiring and electronic intelligence so advanced that it was not deemed a video game, but an 8-bit entertainment system. Now, these kids today thinking of an 8-bit system probably (laughs) are shaking their heads. But to us back in the day, this was the holy grail of toys. This one also reaches out to a whole other set of movie lovers as well. It is done in the narration style of The Princess Bride. The older generation is telling a story to the younger generation. It plays out as a storytelling that has a lot more meaning behind it than just the simple story. A Christmas story has been so iconic for so many years that trying to imagine another movie even coming close to it is hard to do. Now, before I tell you any more about the story, I want to let you know I did give 8-Bit Christmas a 7.75 out of 10. I struggled a little bit. I just kind of had to weigh things out and hold myself accountable to my own system. In this one, it's not Ralphie trying to get the BB gun. This story is Jake trying to get the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, my description of the whole gray plastic glory, that's actually a quote from the movie back then if you had one of these you were not only the most popular kid in school you were the most popular kid on the block if not in the town and there was a kid in this movie like that and he would let other kids from the community go over and play but only a limited amount and he was just kind of a jerk (laughs) this story has the bully it has the the younger sibling it has all of that i don't want to give too much of it away But there is so much to this story that if you have HBO Max, as this is exclusively on HBO Max for right now, I highly recommend it. If you don't have HBO Max, this singular movie is worth signing up for the free trial if you don't already have it. No, I don't get any kickback from HBO Max for saying that or anything. Right now, that's the only way to see this and to experience this. This will truly become a classic for many years to come. It's about all the difficulties that these kids had to go through to try to get this holy grail of Christmas presents. The ending might not work out quite as you may expect. It's not as predictable as a Christmas story was, but there is something a lot more meaningful to it as it comes to a close. I honestly was not expecting very much out of this, but being that I grew up in this era, I know that whole the giddiness, excitement, the chaos that all came from this singular entertainment system. Like I said, it wasn't even thought of as a video game. It was an entertainment system. The possibilities were endless, and it feels like anything is possible. So if you're looking for a really feel-good, nostalgic, family Christmas-type story that is honestly suitable for all ages, then this is one that you definitely need to check out. Well, that wraps up the seven movies that we saw this week. I hope that this information will help you make up your mind of which one of these to see and which ones to avoid. It's always a lot of fun to talk to you about these movies and let you know what I really think. And I'm hoping that, if nothing else, that you can get a few laughs out of it. And speaking of laughs, I want to leave you with a joke. What starts with an E and ends with an E and only contains one letter, An envelope, of course. The word envelope starts with an E and ends with an E. And envelopes only contain one letter. I know I'm a bit corny, but that's just me. (laughs) I hope you are having a wonderful day. And be sure to check out our episode Thursday for the upcoming movies this week. And as always, like and subscribe if you always want the most up-to-date movie deputy content. And we will talk to you soon.